Well, hello, Wichita. This is Councilmember Brian Fry, and it's the last Friday of February, and thank you for tuning in to Council Chat. Today is, uh, like I said, the last Friday of February, and I'm pleased to be joined with uh, Vice Mayor Brandon Johnson. How you doing, sir? I am doing well. Yeah, doing good. really good. Just had some chocolate donuts this week. So, Well, yeah, you had a birthday this week. I did. Uh, was I did. that a big number? What was that? Do you uh, want to reveal? It, it is my 17th anniversary of turning 18 there you go well, i know uh mayor Whippa tried to get me to sing at the council meeting on tuesday and evidently he doesn't know that i can't sing no so no. i i politely declined <laughs> not that i didn't want to wish you a happy birthday but i just don't think you wanted to hear me sing you know i, I joined the usher board because i can't sing so i appreciate it <laughs> <laughs> well so yeah you've had a big week and speaking of big weeks we got a big one next week yeah we do you know the one thing that we've been Building up is the uh, appointment of the council member to, for District 3. And uh, I think there was originally 12 people that raised their hand and said they wanted to fill the unexpired term. Nine people qualified. Five made it through the uh, advisory board interviews. Yep. And we've got to select from one of those five. Yep. And we, we've already interviewed all the candidates thus far. And we have some choices to make next week. Yeah. And again, all five of them have been active in the community. Yep. And so that's really good. I mean, I was very pleased to see 12 people raise their hand. Yeah. You know, we talk all the time about getting people to run for office and taking the slings and the arrows. And, yep. you know, it's it's sometimes not a fun job. but And it's sometimes tough to get people to run for office. But to have 12 people in District 3 raise their hand, that was a really good sign, I think thought yeah yeah it, and to me it, it's a really big deal locally i mean we always try to get more local government information out there so folks are paying attention engaged and willing to serve and district three has got a lot going on right now and so it's important to have someone down there that can can represent especially as we go into the the 2021 budget cycle and planning for 22 and capital improvements there's we need somebody in there quickly to to step in and represent that district. Yeah, yeah. And a quick plug from what you said, we are getting our quarterly report Tuesday as well. Now, the process for deciding on who gets this seat is interesting. Yeah. Um, with six council members, it's possible that we could have ties. Yeah. And so the way I understand it, if we vote and there's a tie, you can do that five times. Yep. And then that would roll to the next meeting. Yep. And you could do that again up to five times. And if you get after 10 votes, you still have a tie, then it's a coin flip. Oh, you got five more after that. So it's three times. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So we can go that other week and then have the coin flip. Well, let's hope we don't have any ties. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to reveal where I'm leaning. I'm still making a decision. And, and, again, I think all council members are taking this very seriously. Yep, same here. And, and then for folks that tuning in, uh, just like we did with the appointment in District 2, each candidate will have an opportunity to, to kind of give their final why we should support them for that district. And, again, this is for the unexpired term. So it's uh, this person would take the seat – and serve until January 10th, I believe, of 22. Yep. And then, obviously, there's an election this fall, so they could be a candidate. They could decide not to run, but in 22, they would have a new four-year term for somebody. Yep. So uh, just an interesting thing. These things happen from time to time, and um, obviously a lot of interest right now. So, And yeah. again, good candidates. Um, another thing on our agenda for Tuesday is we have a, an IRB for uh, RAND Graphics. Um, they're looking to expand 
uh, and building a, a new facility and adding some equipment. And, and if you don't know what an IRB is, it's, it's not money that the city's giving out. It's not a checkbook that we're writing for a company to expand. Basically, uh, it's a municipal debt security that we issue on behalf of this company so that they can expand their facilities and then that qualifies them for the tax breaks, right. um, which they're hoping to get. And and Rand Graphics is a company that's been around in Wichita for a very long time. This is a new facility. They're going to add some jobs, uh, some capital investment, and, and they're actually using the revised economic guidelines that we passed last year um, that allow smaller companies to scale up and add some additional uh, staff and, and equipment uh, that previously wasn't available to them. And so this is, I, I think, a, another good example of why this policy was needed. Yeah, yeah. And just a really big deal is just, again, having more companies be able to, to scale up because that was one of the, the critiques we would receive. Right. And then doing this, a company like this, and we've had a few others, is able to take advantage. So I'm, I'm excited about these opportunities. And, and it's still a 1.39 to 1 return on our investment. Right. They're not getting a full 100% tax abatement, but it's still growth of a local company. Um, at a time that they need it and that we can use the extra jobs and additional revenue for the city. So a good program. So looking forward to hearing more on that and sure uh, other folks will want to get more details, but it's uh, another good project. Yeah. Uh, We're also going to be looking at the 2021 traffic signalization program. Uh, That's an ongoing project to signalize major intersections and improve the traffic signals at existing signalized intersections. That's a lot to say. (laughs) I'm glad you said it. (laughs) That is similar to the pilot that was happening in your district, correct? Actually, it was District 4. I believe it was on Maple. Okay. But it didn't really get far enough west for it to really affect my district. Yeah. But these are three core arterials in, in downtown. One is Douglas, another one is Waco, and then the third was Main Street. Yep. So, uh, again, it's uh, look, we all hate waiting at lights and hoping to get through them uh, as quickly as we can. So this should improve it. Yeah. So driving down those intersections, you should be seeing some changes here pretty soon. And we, we are definitely hoping to hear some feedback on how that's working out. We're also going to be considering a design concept for McLean from Central to 13th. I believe that would be moving that street to three lanes, one lane each way in the turning lane. Yeah, it's it's in District 6, yep. and it's right along the river, and it's a very windy road. It is four lanes, and it gets uh, very fast yeah. on that road and dangerous. Moves a lot of traffic, but I think a, f- a three lane here with the center turn lane will definitely make it safer. Yeah, um, And th- they've always talked about adding a pedestrian crosswalk at the midpoint, and I think that's in this plan as well. So that will really help for connectivity for bike paths and sidewalks and, and just getting other traffic through. Yeah, and so. it's engineered traffic calming, which is which is always a good thing. Yep. We're also going to receive our quarterly financial report for the fourth quarter of 2020, which for everybody who tunes in is going to be kind of the precursor to what we talk about this year in our budget discussion. So you definitely want to tune in to that. Uh, to see where we were. It's my understanding we weren't as bad as we thought we were. You know, I think that's one of the the nice things about City Manager Layton. He's very conservative when it comes to our budget. He really does a good job of uh, protecting us and making sure that we're in a good financial position. He's not one that takes a lot of risk. Yeah, um, which is good when you when you've got a financial manager. Um, yeah. You want to make sure that protecting the city's investments and our assets. And and I think he did go into the COVID challenge very 
safe and protective. And so that ends up, I think, at the end of the year, we're going to see that it was a good idea and a good plan. Yeah, and, so. and I appreciated that last year. I mean, he was in constant communication about that, making sure we made wise decisions with spending and, and you know, the hiring freeze as well. I mean, he, he made some really good decisions. Yeah, we can always find things to complain about with him. Yeah. If you're listening, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> but in this case, I think we're all pretty happy. So Yeah. Also on Monday, we've got a lot going on Monday. It's crazy. We're launching a new rental assistance program. Well, we did that on Monday. Yep. And so far, we've already received over 1,100 applications. And this is to help people that are suffering through the COVID crisis with meeting their rent and utility uh, payments, past and present. Yep. And so we got $12 million um, from the feds to help with that. And again, we've already received 1,100 applications. You know, Hopefully, that's going to be able to come at a time when people really need it and get them through this crisis yeah so. and, and the folks are you know struggling uh, at work you know there are some folks who maybe just got a job and, and they're saying hey you got to stay home for a couple of weeks because of a quarantine or, or something like that this is one of those opportunities to help you pay future utility and future rent through that type of uh, struggle that you might have yep it's it's something that's affected a lot of our citizens a lot of our neighbors um, we have a new program we're launching a facade program through our housing division for business owners and we've had a house, a facade program for some of our core uh, buildings on Douglas. This expanded a little bit to help with neighborhood businesses that serve low and moderate income people. So by investing in facade exterior improvements for the small businesses that are in these neighborhoods to help with their viability and appearance and street appeal. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Street appeal. Curb appeal is what <laughs> Curb I was looking appeal. for. There you go. <laughs> so... So again, that's something that our housing program is launching and look forward to seeing how that gets, because our facade program for Douglas has been really good. Yeah. And taking that to this level for those smaller uh, neighborhoods that are lower income uh, that we all know need a little TLC, that could be really good. Yeah, I always use it. It's one example. I won't say his name on here, but he, he talked to me about that facade program and his property just happened to be 25 feet off the street. So he didn't qualify and he wasn't downtown. And now he can qualify for something like this, and it's going to help his business out. He always talked about his curb appeal and Mm -hmm. trying to fix up his place. And he just needed a little bit of money to fill a gap. And now he has opportunity to apply for this. So definitely exciting. That's good. That's a great story. And if you want to learn more about that, you can go to wichita.gov forward slash housing. Yesterday, we announced that Nova Coast will be coming to Wichita, bringing 60 new high-paying jobs. As I understand it, we recruited them here. Originally, they weren't even looking at Wichita. So Wichita, the appeal of Wichita, everything going on, uh, and all of our wonderful partners helped to bring them here. And that just further diversifies our economy. We've been talking about that for years. We've been talking about the tech sector, and here we are doing that. They're going to work with area schools and colleges on increasing STEM education for kids, especially in the cybersecurity industry. And you think about how important that is nowadays. Oh, yeah. And I heard some of the comments from the president of Nova Coast talking about the quality of our workforce, um, not only through what we've got um, through our industry, um, McConnell Air Force Base and the cyber wing that they have out there, the the level of uh, students that we're producing. Um, it was really a win-win for them. And they, Wichita wasn't on their radar and they're, they're very happy. And it sounds like it could be a very good relationship for us going forward. So very excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. And it, it really is another step towards growing that tech sector. We had, we had had a meeting uh, some months ago, the pandemic throws me off, but 
there were some other folks in the tech sector that said we need more businesses here to help, you know, show that Wichita is a place where they can uh, locate. And now we're seeing more of those companies here. We have some companies here that have been expanding. So this is a, a really good thing. Well, I hope you enjoyed this uh, edition of Council Chat. Get out and enjoy the weekend. It's going to be nice. And then tune in Tuesday to see what our ultimate decision is on District 3. Yeah, make sure you thaw out. (laughs) 